Hi guys, and welcome back to Motor Up Sports. Shout out the Caggers. Well, well, Cag moving out of the round of 16 tomorrow night. Follow at Keystone Caggers on Instagram, baby. There you go. There we go. We got March Madness talk today. This is going to be a fun episode. Piggybacking off the last episode, more pick changes for some of us. I think we've all tinkered with our bracket in the last three days. So let's just talk about that right now. So We'll just go f- fresh out of the gate. Final four picks. Coach, lead it off. All right. So coming out of the South, I got Arizona after a big Elite Eight win over Alabama. Right now, I got Marquette winning the East over Duke in the Elite Eight. I got the I got the uh, the Jayhawks of Kansas coming out of the West beating Gonzaga, and I got the Texas Longhorns beating Indiana to make it to the Final Four. My Final Four, I have Arizona over Marquette and Kansas over Texas, and I got the Arizona Wildcats cutting down the nets in Houston this April. I like that pick. See, I, I'm very torn with Alabama, with Arizona, because they're in a tough region. They have to go through Creighton or Baylor. They're going to have to go through Bama. Yep. Right. Now, Arizona, they have the height. Right. They have the athleticism. Right. They just have to go through a lot, more than yeah. most teams. But I don't mind the pick at all. I think that's a good pick and very realistic. Nate? So, my final four, I had Alabama. It's just hard not to take them. Pretty pretty easy region in my opinion. I had Kansas State, who I end up having winning the the whole tournament. I love Keontae Johnson. Really, I'm a big fan of Kansas State. I I I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of March magic happening. Kansas State's going to be cutting down the net. Um, in my other two uh, final four spots, I had Texas A&M, the Aggies, Julius Marble, our boy, and then I had Gonzaga, and I have Gonzaga beating Texas A&M. So Kansas State beating Gonzaga in the finals. So you you're doing this because there's nobody good this year. Is what I, I I I mean I feel like it's I feel like a blind person could pick a bracket better than I could. You know it's all random. So I was like, hey, let's try something something kind of crazy. I'm gonna throw that up on TikTok and then I'm gonna throw it up again when the final four happens. And either I'm gonna laugh at you or you're <laughs> gonna be a genius with that pick. Exactly. Exactly. So, so my final four has is Alabama. I have Michigan State coming out of the region. That's a bold one. I feel like there, if there's any team that can take a run right now, right, it's Izzo in March. Okay, I'm sure we'll get to it in a little bit. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, no big man play. They're not going through a big. They're not going to go through a big. I, if there's any year that this they're capable of running, if Hogarth can get it going with Walker, I'm telling you, if the backcourt starts rolling at the same time, Izzo might have something cooking for March. I'd love, to, I'd love to be wrong about that one. I have Texas and Kansas, and I've teetered between the national championship pick between Bama and Texas. This one's been a tough one to choose from. I think, like, you have to choose Bama to go deep mm-hmm. because – but but you don't know what's going to happen with the indictments with some of the players. You don't know what's going to happen if more stuff comes out and the NCAA starts handing out suspensions right. in the middle of the tournament. It's a tough pick to, you know, say, okay, I want to pick Bama to win it all. But I think it's a safer pick to take Texas, right? Yeah, now. I feel you. I mean, well, what was kind of confusing me is that um, do you have Creighton and Xavier in your final four? No, I have Creighton in my Elite Eight. See, I okay. think Creighton's a Cinderella team in Auburn. I like Auburn I a like lot. Auburn too. Auburn I, in March. Auburn I am in March. not a fan of Creighton. Not at all. See, I like Auburn over Houston. They're a defensive nightmare this year. So I'll use them all every year. Right, every yeah. year. Both. It's going. It's going to be a slow pace. It's right going to be a defensive game. Yeah. It's going to be a fun game to watch. You know, boring. Boring. No, no, no. I, I just it's agree, great, but 
<laughs> if I want to talk about that, I want to touch on that. They kind of play like Rutgers, and I want to shout out Connor Bushini picking Rutgers to make the Final Four. Yeah, for their first round NIT loss. <laughs> first time, first round NIT exit. Uh, thank you, Hofstra. Hofstra, yeah. yeah, I mean it happens in the best it of does time, happen, but I guess that was an awful take. Yeah, he's all you know. Just had to get that one out there. Yeah, we had to. <laughs> but, but I like Auburn. I just think like they have kind of like an easy bracket. Mm-hmm. Like, like if Indiana gets upset by Kent State, which I love Kent State's high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. If we look at teams in March that take Cinderella runs, right, right. they always have you know this high-profile offense. Yes, they have. I just hate how Duke drew Oral Roberts. That's because yeah. you want to pick Oral Roberts, but to you go can't. Deep. I no. but you can't, and I'm but still going back. Like I want to pick Oral Roberts in my Sweet Sixteen, and I think like every year we see it, the the betting upsets always aren't the ones that hit exactly and i feel like yeah. nobody's trending towards oral roberts and i just have a feeling that's going to be the one because everybody avoided it for duke that we're going to see oral roberts win i don't know if you watch the way this duke team's playing right now there's probably not more than five other teams in the country i'd last for other player i agree i agree too but i, agree. I mean that's why 84 let's see here oral roberts averages 84 points a game and on Kempom, they're one of the most efficient offenses in the nation. And Kempom is a really important stat, Coach. Kempom, it's, it measures efficiency. It measures efficiency. And efficient teams do well. Right. For a mid-major to be in the top five or six right. in offensive efficiency, it's hard to pick against that in March. Let me hit you with another stat. Duke this year, when their whole starting five has been healthy, 18-1. and one. You're not going to find a lot better than that in college basketball. Yeah, and I think if right I'm now they're wrong, that their starting five is going into the tournament all they're 35 healthy. 35 after their yeah. tournament. Right, so I'm going to throw a few stats. I'm going to throw a few stats. Oral Roberts, 18-0 in conference play on an 18-game winning streak right now. 18-game winning streak. Can you tell me what conference yeah. I don't care. It's Can so you- hot. Hot teams go deep in March. Can you not, not tell against, me? Not against Duke. Not I'm telling you, it's still always the upsets that we don't predict are the ones that are going to happen. So do, we, do we think Duke's not 18 and 0 in the Summit League right now? No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. But, like, obviously, it's always the games that we don't expect. And but, Oral Roberts, high profile offense, high efficiency. It's hard to ignore them, but I, I'm going to keep going back and forth on that game. For all right, I, I got an upset pick if I can throw one in there. Yeah. I got a pick that I think is a lot of people are probably thinking coaching wise. They know this name, but I like it. I like Rick Patino on Iona to get by UConn in the first round. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Nobody, okay. there are a few coaches in this tournament that have more tournament experience than Rick Patino, and he's got a real good team in Iona right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, UConn teams have had to overcome adversity or teams that do well, and they lost a lot of games in early January. Yeah. And they, they figured it out, and they look like a completely rebranded basketball team lately. But again, Rick Patino, hard coach to pick yeah. against too. I don't mind that upset pick at all. I think that's a realistic one. Um, Kenny, that's what I was curious about. I want to ask, what is the biggest upset that you picked in your bracket? Kent State, Sweet 16. Kent State, Sweet 16. 16. Who are you definitely getting by after Indiana? Miami. Yeah. Wow, okay. I had okay, I had that too. Yep. I have Kent State getting by Miami too, but I have them losing to Houston. Actually, last night I made a bracket and picked Miami to win it all in the women's bracket. <laughs> I like you know who's a weird team to me, and I think it's gonna be a very underrated second round game if it happens. What Arkansas, Kansas. I, I agree with you. Ricky Council. Uh, I think it'll happen. Nick Smith in the first no, round. No, I don't trust Bradford. No. But that could be interesting second round game. Ricky Council, 
Nick Smith, they haven't pieced together any consistency all year. It's the only issue with Arkansas. But if they're playing at the top of their game, they could be Kansas. If they're playing at the yeah. top of their game, that's a possibility. And everybody's kind of picking this Purdue Memphis as a Memphis upset. I don't know if you guys have it too. I think uh, that I don't. I do not either. I don't think it'll happen, but I don't think it's ridiculous to pick just because Purdue's kind of streaky. I mean, if their shooters aren't shooting and you can double eighty, it's kind of good night for them. So it's yeah, yeah. But Memphis has a low defensive efficiency, which is just right. a weird like E's going to just dominate a, a low efficiency. Yeah, defense. and if that happens, they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's a game everybody I, I'm hearing is going Memphis into the Sweet Sixteen. I feel like Michigan State Marquette. Let's focus in on that right now. Actually, let's focus in Michigan State and USC. I think yeah, Michigan really? State. Can I? I? I never, I never got to say my. my oh biggest my, my bad. And I feel like my biggest upset is it's one we haven't talked about. I don't feel like a lot of people in the world are talking about it. I'm taking Kennesaw State over Xavier. You're taking Kennesaw State over Xavier. Yes, I am. I, I actually was up late at night media consuming a couple nights ago, and I saw a YouTube video about Kennesaw State. And watched it like 27 minutes. It was the most inspirational thing. I, I almost like had them going to the Elite Eight after that. It was just <laughs> the way they played. They run, I think they run a really fast-paced offense. I, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Xavier this season either. I feel like they're a little overrated. Michigan State, though. It looks like they got a good draw. They didn't really draw any big men unless they draw Purdue, which seems like Purdue. I mean, in my bracket, I have them rematching Purdue, but could Purdue beat them three times in a season? Yes. I, you think so? Yeah. I think it's hard to be a team three times. It's hard enough to be twice. Being three times, it's even harder. I think Purdue would beat us if we played him again this year. I think it's hard to see. I mean, like the second time we played him, it was. But if Izzo gets him to the lead eight, but if Izzo gets him rolling into the lead eight, ha. Let's talk about him getting there first. So, I mean, we got USD on Friday. Yeah. I, I was hoping when the selection show was coming out, it was clear the two tens are going to be Boise State or USC. Hopefully, we're drawing Boise State. USC, mm-hmm. Boogie Ellis would be a problem. State plays well. They should get by him, but. We're also talking about a team that's, what, four or five days off getting removed from getting their doors blown off by an awful Ohio State team. So, I don't know. This team's very streaky up and down. Can they win? And if, Can they get out of this weekend, beat USC, beat Marquette? Yes. Will they? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a good weekend for Michigan State. I think Sparty gets out of the weekend for the first time in three years. I think guard plays are going to come together. Like the IU game, you saw Hogard and Walker both play together that game, piggybacked off each other, and they played their best game of the year against IU. I see it happening right now. I see it all coming together. I think I think that Ohio State game was was an outlier. I think it was an outlier. They played a bad game. I think I think it's hard because they were prepping for Iowa. They were prepping for Iowa all fucking week. I don't know if I buy that. I yeah. think they were prepping for Iowa all week, and then they drew Ohio State. That that's all I think I, I, I attributed more than maybe looking to head to Purdue the next day, thinking they were gonna get through it. I that too. That, that too. Here's the thing. I think it's very clear. Whoever you want to say Michigan State's best players is fine, but if, if AJ Hogard plays like that again this season, it's the end of their season. It doesn't matter who they're playing against. I mean, AJ Hogard's gotta be better than that. He's gotta be somewhat of a leader if this team's gonna make it anywhere. What his body language is very clear and they've been getting down, and if they don't get more out of him, I mean it's gonna start and end with him. Tyson Walker's gonna get his, Joey Hauser's gonna get his. Obviously, their big men plays what it is, but AJ's the most up and down guy in the team. If he's up, they're going to be good. If he's down, season's over. You know, I think that he coached a bad game against Ohio State, too. You know, I think the first five minutes, they played great basketball with the starters. They came out of the gates playing actually a pretty solid game. Yeah. They they were up going into the under 16. 
After that, he threw in the lineup with Pierre Brooks, Jackson Kohler, and um, and I think Brooks got about two minutes all game, but yeah. When he threw that lineup in, the offense got stagnant, right. and they couldn't get a bucket that entire two, three, four minutes. And then the rest of the game, you know, they're coming from behind. They're playing from behind. If he throws in Pierre Brooks or if he throws in a lineup that they can't score like that in March, that stagnates the offense, you have to play from behind the rest of the way, they're going to lose. But he, he wasn't playing. He wasn't coaching like that up until that game for like three games in a row, which made no sense to me. What did Pierre Brooks do in practice to earn minutes? Because he showed nothing again when he hit the court. Also, you got to look at it through the lens of in today's college basketball. This is probably the last game you're going to be able to play Pierre at all. Guy's probably on his way out. Hopefully on his way out. I mean, yeah, but as a coach, you're not going to think that way. You're going to play him. It's just tough. He's got to check into the game. He said too many games he didn't check in at all. I mean, you can't you can't yeah. be that openly trying to get a good transfer. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there are certain circumstances where he doesn't check in the game. You know. I mean, no, it's happened quite a few times this year. He's not. I mean, obviously, he's not really a part of anything that matters with this team. But I think you still gotta. I'd say play every once in a while. I mean, I'd say he's one of those players. That, Checks in if they're either up or down by 12, 13 points. Right. But they that's checked about in it. right away in that Ohio State I know, and game. I don't know why. And that's why they lost, I think. Because right there, I mean, See, they were playing They were playing down. I don't think you can ever blame a couple minutes. Yeah, the game. But they have pace, like they pace and tempo that entire first I understand. I understand, but that could have been a hot start. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, you're also playing an Ohio State team without Bryce Sensible. you got to beat that team. I don't really – You have to. You can't, a couple bad minutes, you should be able to overcome against them, and it shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. I think that – we're going to see – I think if they go in and – right, it all lies on Hogar, like you said earlier. Yeah. It's all Hogar. Like, if Hogar goes in, balls his ass off through Mark, fixes the shitty attitude, fixes the body language, and needs to show that he's not bigger than the fucking program because he thinks he's bigger than the program, clearly. Right. He does that. Mm-hmm. If he can actually buy in, and if everybody can just buy in for these next two weeks or three weeks – yeah. You know, there's a wrong, but I, I think the problem is you have a bunch of guys who haven't bought in. And here's the other thing that I know probably hasn't been talked about much. I mean, AJ comes out hypothetically with bad body language, USC, they lose, he plays a bad game. You got this five star point guard, Jeremy Fears, coming. You got Trey Hallman there. You got Tyson Walker here. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% convinced AJ Hogarth's back in Michigan State next year. See, we were just talking about that. I want to hear that. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, Pretty obvious, like kind of getting pretty obvious. Like now his body language has been awful. Obviously, everybody yeah. in the world, you you turn on the game for five minutes and and you don't even need to know basketball. No, that dude doesn't look like he wants to play. He, you know, I said earlier in the season he was lazy as shit. This is different than a Cash Winston or an Aaron Henry or some of the time it was better players. You know, Denzel Valentine going at him and yelling with each other. You know, them it was them yelling back. It was more of a listening thing. That's how he coached him. Yeah. You know, with with AJ, it looks like he doesn't give two shits when he yeah. comes to yelling at him. It That's, goes in, in through one ear out the yeah. other. You know, right. it doesn't look like he cares. Right. And it's sad because he's a good player. He's a good player. We, we could use him, obviously. I no, mean, I mean, he could be the next in the line of good, very good MSU point guards. I'm not going to say great, but very good just because he can't shoot. That's why I'm not going to say great. But he's, yeah, yeah he's, I like him. I mean, but he can obviously improve. He has a bunch of potential, right. too. Right. He's became a pretty damn good free throw shooter. Right. Right. And I he's got good size. Right. I mean, but he can't just keep mentally checking out of games. Yeah. He, yeah, he's got to get his mental fixed for sure. He's a power five player. Oh, no like, question about 100%. Like, if he transfers, he's going, Kentucky's offering him, and UConn's offering him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about those. He would have definitely offer him. He's, 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 
fought. I mean, but Kentucky can get a player that's just as good as AJ, but he can shoot, and the kid's going to be 16 years old, you know? But does he not? Kentucky can recruit any kid in the, in the country, and they're not really worried about yeah. getting a, a senior transfer who's already 24 right, years old, right. you know? Right, but especially that, with but, a bad attitude. But that's how they've been recruiting the last couple of years. Is they've been going on the transfer portal, hitting five transfers a year. They haven't really been doing the normal recruiting like they've been I the think, last. I year. think you'd see them like a North Carolina State level program, like or like a Maryland yeah. team, like it's a Power Five team that has a chance to make the tournament. But I don't think you're going to see him. On yeah, team. I don't like think he's, it's gonna... he has a chance to make the team really good, yeah. or they're just going to be but with the. I don't think he's going to. You know? I don't think he'd go to a team that's going to start the year in like the top twenty. Not at all. You really don't think so? I think the probably the. Mm, I don't know. Where's AJ originally from? Uh, he's from Pennsylvania, Philly area. Like a pit, like a pit, like a pit kind of place. Yeah. I can't see him like Villanova or something. Like him and him and Pickett down yeah. Penn State would be sick. I, I, I could not see him going to a Big Ten. No, I think Pitt would be more the kind of place. Yeah, ACC, yeah. Big East, maybe. Yeah. I so I actually have another team. I've been teetering this pick a lot back and forth. I'm curious what you guys think. Do you guys have Gonzaga TCU second round? All of you guys. Uh, yeah, I assume so. I, think. I go back and forth on this one. It's just like I could see Gonzaga, you know, taking the run and running into Kansas and losing, but I can see TCU's experience and going going all the way up into Kansas. I that region is scary, man. I agree with UCLA, you. Gonzaga, TCU, UConn, and Kansas. That's a dirty region. I think that's the best region. No, I think the Arizona Alabama one's better. What? I think the region Michigan State's in is the best. Really? Yeah. I think there's there's so many. It's it's all pretty laid out, obviously. You're obviously gonna take Purdue. You're obviously gonna take Memphis over FAU. I mean, this is the only game that's tough just because Or Roberts has been on a run, but Duke's Duke, you know. Tennessee's Tennessee against the, the Raging Cajuns. Although they're, they're, I know Tennessee doesn't perform well yeah. at all in the tournament, but you know the Raging down is, You know Tennessee's down. What's the guy's name? Like, is their second best player? Yeah, but I mean, it still shouldn't. It, it shouldn't matter against the Raging Cajuns. You know, they got in because a conference win. I mean, they're a second round exit, very easy. Like, yep. Kentucky, Kentucky again. They're Kentucky. You can't do. I mean. You know? I was thinking Kentucky, Kentucky, but this is still Kentucky. Yeah, but yeah. Duke and Kentucky, no matter what, they're always going to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas State, I mean, you could go all the way down the list. They're all good teams, and it's like, if you were to first look at it, it's pretty obvious who you're going to pick, you know? I, I disagree. I mean, now, now that we look into it more, because the reason I like the South is because I think it has the two best teams in the country with Alabama and Arizona right now. I don't think anybody's playing better than those two teams. I don't – I wouldn't – okay, you're going to argue Purdue. I wouldn't. Texas. Well, yeah, Texas is playing Maybe. just as good as basketball as anybody in the country. Maybe Bama too. Uh, that's why I said Bama and Arizona. But saying I, they're one and two is definitely not a. They're definitely top four in terms of teams playing that way right now. I'm I'm not, just not a fan of Arizona. I'm not sold on Arizona. They're yet. big. They they have a ton of size. They, they do have a ton of size, and I like that about them. But I don't. I just don't think they're too consistent. You oh. know, and I don't think I have them going too far. Who do I have them? I think I have them losing to Utah State, honestly. Mizzou's weird. Yeah. Really. I don't know what to make of that team. I yeah. picked them to Utah State, but I don't know. I don't know. Either. I could see them winning by 30. I could see them losing by 30, but I think the I think winner of that game is getting killed by Arizona. Yeah. Miami Drake. Miami Drake. Everybody's picking Drake. I think Miami's going to pull away. I took Miami. I think people are a little too in love with this 12-5 upset. Yeah, I do too. 12-5 and 10-7. I know people like saying, oh, 
yeah, the 12 seed or whatever, but what about Drake? Why are you taking him? Yeah. And I don't, I right. Don't Does anybody know anything about that's, that's Drake? My point, yeah. <laughs> Charleston, San Diego State's another one. See, that's... Charleston, I like San Diego State because they're they're big and they're athletic. Right. And that, those teams are just hard to beat, you know, because even if they have bad days, it's still hard to get by. See, the thing with Charleston is they're the best shooting, the best three point shooting right. team in the country. Yeah. That's that's intimidating. You they're know? like thirty one and three, which I know they probably haven't played a super tough schedule. Yeah, it's... but at the same time, that what were they? They're shooting something crazy. Yeah, they shoot the, the tenth. Uh, they make the tenth most three points made in the country. Yeah. But the thing is, is like San Diego State defends three ball better than anybody. They're yeah, they're big. They're lengthy. And if they're, they're playing athletic. an off day, they have ten guys. They can play. I know, and that's the thing. They have ten guys that are all better than the first five dudes on Charleston's team. Yeah. You know? Am I? But, Am I crazy? You think San Diego State can give Alabama some headaches if they run into Alabama? I I wouldn't be give them headaches. Give them headaches because I'm not a fan of Virginia. I do not think Furman's making it to the Sweet 16. I don't think Furman's making it by Virginia, but I don't think Virginia is that great. What's the yeah, other game? Penn State A and M. You like A and M the Final Four? I I like. I feel like A and M sneaks into the Final Four. It's really sneaky the way they get to the Final Four. I feel like they they sneak by Penn State. They sneak by Texas. Kind of yes, and then I feel like because they, I have Xavier getting beat. Um, who do I have? I have Pittsburgh playing Texas A and M in the Elite Eight, and I feel like Texas A and M could easily beat Pittsburgh on any given day. So I feel like they sneak right in the Final Four. I like I like A and M to get by Penn State for one reason. Why? Big Ten in the tournament. I mean, like, I feel like that's a pretty good tiebreaker for a lot of these games. The game's in Pittsburgh. It's a home game. It is a home game. I mean, it's been fun. Yeah, it's a home game. (laughs) Forgot about that. Right. Maybe check my It's like they're playing it in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're the hottest team in the nation. It's just hard. It's such a tough game. I think we'll get way too wrapped up in conference tournament weekend with the team looking pretty good. I mean, a lot of times that doesn't end up winning. I, I can remember MSU teams that won the Big Ten tournament, didn't do anything in the tournament. I can remember teams that didn't do well in it. I yeah. think it's kind of no, imagine. So- imagine comes out of Pittsburgh with a whiteout in the whole stadium, bro. Yeah. You know what might happen too. That would be. Where's Pitt? Is the Pitt game there too? Let's I see. I doubt it. Pitt and- North Carolina, yeah. but they wouldn't. I mean, this, this is the most even ground bracket. You can pick anybody again this year and be like, okay. Like, I can't even hate on your Texas A and M pick. Texas should. I think Texas will roll that region. Yeah, Colgate. Colgate's tough. I think Houston's kind of unappreciated. I do too. I think they're kind of disrespected. I know I they lost good. their conference championship, which people are probably overreacting to, but they play now. They've been in this good for years. I mean, they've made at least one Final Four recently. They may have made two. Yeah. I mean, like people act. I think every year people still act like they're like Gonzaga. People act like they play nobody in their league. Their league is not terrible at all. Yeah, but are they? I mean, they're down Sasser. I just think defensively, the defense travels. Defense doesn't get cold. I don't know. Sasser. He's gone. They're not going to win without him. They can't. They showed it against Memphis. They can't win against a good team without him. I don't know. Like they will probably lose in a close defensive battle, I think, to Auburn, and then Auburn just rolls because of their defense. I mean, I'm I'm also not picking them to go that far. I'm picking them to lose the Sweet 16 to Indiana, but it's just I think. See, Indiana Kent State's a, an international. It is right. I had Kent State going far. I think I have them my at least my Sweet 16. But yeah, I feel like the thing that scares me is everybody's kind of doing that same thing because everybody knows Kent State's good. They know about. How fast they run their offense, how how much they score, you know. But the thing that's scary is like Indiana knows that too. And Indiana, while we're sitting here talking, they're probably sitting in the classroom just learning how to how to stop them, you know. And right. they have Trace Jackson Davis. And they have Trace Jackson Davis. Right. And didn't they get eliminated pretty early? Like 
Yeah. What was it last year? Yeah. Two years ago, last something year. like that. Last year, yeah. I feel like they're so fraudulent. Like it's the Big Ten. It is the Big Ten, but at the same time, it's just like I feel like it's almost o- overlooked. I feel like Indiana's almost the underdog at right. times, you know. So do the three of us all agree? Even though I know Purdue's been a top five team in the country all, pretty much all year, we all agree no Big Ten teams in the Final Four. It's going to be twenty three straight years where they don't win the national championship. If there's going to be, if there's going to be a Big Ten team in the Final Four, it's going to be Purdue. I think if there's a, if there's a team out of the Big Ten that gets to the Final Four, it's State because of Izzo. Because of Izzo, it's okay. It's Izzo. Smart. I mean, is he going to wake Mateen Cleaves or cash this up to go? Yeah. Play? I, I'm telling you, it's so I know, but Izzo doesn't. He can't play. You know, all yeah. he can do is all he can do is talk. And, I'm just saying, it's a, you can't underestimate Tom Izzo. I mean, I'll say it from experience. All Izzo can do is just talk to these players, and I'll say it from experience. Talking to um. Uh, what's his name? Tyson Walker or AJ Hogarth is like talking to a wall. Yeah, for real. So, yeah, yeah. so what do you think Izzo is going to be able to say right. to get to? I just to think get he, on their feet and ready to ready to get to the coach final the big, But there were some big games early in the season. He coached his ass off in, and they looked really good. And I think there's, I think there's one player you're looking at that that could really, that could maybe really step up in March if anybody, and it's probably somebody people aren't yes. talking about enough is Jay Dakins. I think he, yeah, but. Jay Nakins is going to bring them to the final four himself, obviously. That's why I think they're into a run. I think Aikens is the one who steps up. I mean, Aikens I think takes, Aikens, Aikens I might step up, and they still not, might not be that good. I think Tyson, like, Aikens, and Hauser become the alphas. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tyson and Joey have been all year. I'd agree. I you think know. that you start to see Hogarth start fade away, and I think Aikens starts to get a bigger role, and I think Izzo sees it. We see it as fans. Like, Aikens deserves a bigger role than Hogarth now. I, I, I don't think that's a crazy take to make. And I think I'll, uh, if fans can see that, Izzo can definitely here's see a, that. Here's the thing that people probably don't look at enough. AJ Hogarth's still one of the best passers in the country. Yeah. Very, very good passer. I, I don't agree. think – I wouldn't say Aiken's going to take over much of his role at all. Not, a, not his role, but he might take a bigger role than Hogarth. Going I, I don't think anybody is a bigger that, role than I don't Hogarth. think you can no. give anybody a bigger role than Hogarth. I think if, if you do that, I mean, if Hogarth takes any smaller role, we're not going to be doing a lot. Right, and also – here, I mean, think about every Michigan State team that's made a run. It's all been – I mean, it's been their point guard. It's been Cash. It's been Mateen. Ben Denzel. That's how they play. Yeah. And I, mean, I mean, it's like – The thing is, though, it's all kind of going to come down to if if Hogard snaps into it. Right. Yeah. And it's March, so anything could happen. Anything could happen. Like, I, I, I'm just saying, they get past Marquette, anything's going to happen from there. Yeah. I mean, yes. They get past I, Marquette, anything happens from there. I think – Yeah. We're also not realizing people probably aren't thinking that Marquette's still one of the top eight teams in the country. They're a two seed. They won the Big East tournament. They're very good. Mm-hmm. Getting basketball is going to be very difficult. We're going to play probably our best game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'll be back again tomorrow with Grant for some Lions talk, some more March Madness talk. I will see you guys on tomorrow. Thanks, guys, for coming on. See you guys. Okay.